And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. On a Friday afternoon at this time, we always welcome to the studio from Envision Financial the one and very only Luke Smith to tell us all about how to retire in comfort and style. Good afternoon. How are we? We're good. So far, so good. Yep. I think it's Friday afternoon. We're in the positive Friday afternoon frame of mind, and we're, right. we're looking forward to a long weekend this weekend, of course. Yes, which, I found uh, out about that yesterday. Well, <laughs> Anzac Day comes around every year on the 25th of April, and uh, I, I think as a good Aussie lad, you should know that. Well, I know that Anzac Day's <laughs> on that day, but what day it is is, you know, I just try and get to Friday each week, and I find out in the following week why no one wants to come in for an appointment on Monday because it's a public holiday. So Yeah, well, and again, like we've said pretty much every week, Friday comes around really quickly, doesn't it? It's, it's every, All of a sudden it's Friday again. Yeah. I don't quite know how we got here. It's been a, no. a very quick week. We're here to talk about retirement, and today we're looking at the question, I'm going to retire, I'm about to retire, I'm, yep. I'm planning my retirement. So what should I be thinking about? My immediate response, of course, is, you know, Bugattis and, uh, you know, half cabin cruisers with twin Evinrude's and things like that. But really, I think maybe you had something else in mind. Well, look, there's nothing wrong with all of that. You know what I mean? I think you've got to have something to chase and something to aspire to. And I think like most hardworking people would say, there's got to be a payoff somewhere. So I think it's about having an idea of what you can do. And this was really more about the general thinking because... A lot of people come in and go, can I retire? And I say, I don't know, can you? Mm -hmm. And then they say, how much do I need? I say, well, what do you live on? I don't know. It's a bit like saying, can you build me a house? There would be some questions that would follow from the builder, such as how many bedrooms, how big's the house, do you want a cinema, is there a pool? And ultimately that's what people, I want people thinking about when they come in to see somebody like me. Know what your retirement looks like, even in a broad sense in relation to the things you'd like to do, the time that you will have. Would you like to go and do some other work? I've got a number of clients that may have been in a profession for an extended period of time, finished that and decided to go and study something else, go and work part-time, go and fill their days because maybe their partner's turned around and gone, listen, I can't handle you seven days a week. Yes. Best you go out and do something else. So... Thinking about when you're going to go and what you're going to do. I think I find a lot of people don't think about how to fill their days and I think there can be a lot of pressure put on a relationship where one person may already be retired or semi-retired and then the other half of that team comes home and says, okay, I'm home now, so what are we doing? Mm. And the answer is normally, well, I'm doing this, this and this. You can go and do whatever you like. So I guess I want people to think about what their retirement looks like to them because everybody has a different view of what it would be other than I don't need to iron five shirts on a Sunday night. Um, <laughs> but it's it's important to have some comfort in, am I done forever? Is this just a hiatus to another job? Will I contract? If I do, what does that mean in relation to my income? How would I look to try and access my superannuation? If you're thinking at the moment, well, 30 June could be the end line for me, think about maximising your contributions. As we've said in previous shows, have I made as many deductible contributions as possible? Have I reached my concessional contribution cap of 25000 Have I used the bring forward legislation to catch up on space in previous years that you may not have used? Am I selling an asset now or am I selling an asset in the next financial year where I'm at a lower marginal tax rate. What do I need to live on? How will I get that money? 
Am I entitled to Centrelink? Do I have cash lying around that I could direct to superannuation to increase the base from which a tax-free pension can be drawn over 60? So there are a number of financial decisions that people need to make and some strategic considerations. But broadly, I think people jump too far down the road without actually stopping and thinking, hey, I've worked for the last 30 plus years and I've been told for 40 hours a week what I'm going to do. What do I actually want to do and how will I fill my days? Will I volunteer? Do I contract? Do I work for a not-for-profit? Do I go to the gym six days a week? Do I play golf seven days a week? Having an idea of what that looks like leading into it can help address some of the angst and the, the, the anxiety around turning that income tap off because you've got an idea of what things may cost and how you can you know, spend your days. Okay. And I might be dreaming of that Bugatti and the half cabin cruiser, but if I'm going to be serious about that, I need to think, well, what are the financial consequences? What sort of money do I need to have in order to provide that kind of retirement? Yes, look, spot on. And I think that's why thinking about it maybe six to 12 months out is good because if you want to get the bathrooms done, you want to buy a new car, you want to be able to buy the motorbike, you want to be able to do the, the, the bigger ticket items. There's a lot of comfort in doing that while you have money coming in the door. Um, Next week we're talking about using up leave. Yes. Using a leave payment to buy those items could be advantageous if it's taken in the right way. So thinking about what you're going to want and thinking about getting your house to the the standard that you want it to be in so that you can limit those larger capital expenses when you don't have the same cash flow in retirement as you did when you're working. So they're the sorts of things that you can throw around and try and make sure that you're moving forward at a pace that you're comfortable with so that you do know how you're going to trigger the next series of events in relation to working, finishing, starting an income stream yeah. and, you know, working out how we get to Barbados to get on the beach. Exactly. And when we start thinking about planning our retirement and uh, we're looking ahead and thinking, hmm, I'm about ready, I'm going to mm. start putting the pieces into place, how important is the timing of the retirement, especially in relation to your tax situation? Yeah, look, I think it's, 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 it's essential that you have an idea of when because I often say the only bad decision you can make is an uninformed one and it can, it can cause a heightened sense of pressure knowing that you're going to finish. Um, so if you're planning on using some leave, that may be a little, you know, foot in, 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 in each camp in relation to getting ready to go. Engaging with your servicing professional, be it your accountant, be it your business partners, be it, you know, your, your, your operations manager, understand what's happening in your business or understand what happens in relation to your employment. If you're employed by somebody and you want to go, giving them as much notice as possible can take the pressure off you and them so that they can actively look for a suitable replacement instead of walking in on the 1st of June and going, hey, Billy, I'm out at 30 June and leave somebody in the lurch, which, you know, people don't try to do that, but through a lack of their own planning could actually cause problems for the other side of the fence like the employer in some situations. So knowing what you're going to do and when you're going to do it is important to maximise deductions and then also maximise capital from which pension can be drawn. So if I'm starting to think about retiring maybe in the new financial year or something like that, how soon should I come and see you? Well, I think it's a it's – a, it's a, for me, I'd say sooner the better because yep. there are strategic considerations that you may be able to take advantage of which could help get money in the right structures – which could help reduce tax and maximise income deductions, 
which could help planning the structure of your retirement income. And that that's important because there's only so much money we can have in superannuation, which we know is the transfer balance cap, and that's 1.6 going to 1.7 million. So with some lead time and some preparation, you may be able to move assets from one person's name to another and limit the impact on these sorts of legislative thresholds. Or use money that's outside of superannuation and get it into superannuation because there are limits on how much we can put in and when we can put it in. So having a financial year or two up your sleeve to be able to do that can remove the frustration of walking into my office on the 20th of June and saying, I'd like to throw a million dollars into super, please. And I say, well, you just can't. Yes. And that normally leads to reaching for a box of Kleenex. Okay. The reason I asked that question, though, is because I would assume that it's probably not the wisest decision to retire first and then see a financial advisor. Look, exactly. And that's part of the reason that I'm sitting here today, you know, and, and, and we have the show was I got tired of people coming in and leaving it so late. And, and walking in at 59 and going, hi, I'm going to retire at 60. Is there some stuff I should be doing? And halfway through a meeting, you can see people sort of wishing they'd come in earlier. And, and, and the frustrating thing for me was the line that used to come out of people's mouths, and, and to this day still does, I wish someone had told me sooner. And, and that was really what drove us sitting here today, was to give people a platform to be able to hear language and strategies and just get you thinking about you know what you want to do because having time to do things gives you the flexibility to take advantage of legislation it gives you the ability to prepare and maximize the fact that you've been working really really hard for a very long time to be able to retire and step back and do the things of interest with as much control and flexibility as possible so I don't think you could ever go and see somebody too soon. Um, I think you can definitely leave it too late. Absolutely. And as they say in the classics, planning to fail is just like failing to plan. No, it's the other way around. Failing to plan is like planning to fail. You know know what I meant? Yes, I do. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) How can people make the most of the contribution options that they have, both income and tax-wise? Yeah, so leading into 30 June, we want to be thinking about maximising our income deductions. So that's getting your contributions that include money you've got from work as well as your own cash up to the $25,000 concessional limit because that's the most you can put in and claim a tax deduction. And you want to consider if you haven't reached your $25,000 limit in the 2019 financial year and the 2020 financial year and where you have less than $500,000 in super, look to try and add that in there if you're thinking about finishing around June. Consider when you may exit because if you are over a certain age, you will need to meet a work test. If you're over 67, you need to meet a work test to put money into super. So if you are still working, you're going to finish on the 30th of June, maybe think about working the first week of July just so that you've met the work test so that if there's any change in your situation, you've just got yourself 12 months grace to be able to add some more money to super because you have worked the 40 hours in 30 days so you can make an additional contribution from that time. So, again, it, it comes about thinking in advance and, and, and I guess starting with the end in mind and making sure that you haven't precluded yourself from doing things that you may not even realise you want to do but I'd rather you have the flexibility to do it and not need it than need it and not have it. 
always uh, a good way to be. Have it, not need it, rather than mm. the other way around. So um, obviously, uh, if you're making contributions before you've uh, finished working, you can do that in a way that reduces your tax, can't you? That's right. So you can claim a tax deduction um, up to $25,000. You also have the ability where you've reached your Commonwealth preservation age. Let's say I'm 60 and I'm thinking about retiring at 30 June. If I don't have the money lying around, I can start a pension with my super, access that on a tax-free basis that would provide me with money that I could then direct back into superannuation for myself or my partner to maximise our overall tax position when I'm going to go. And that's a really good one if you've got one side of a, of a, of a family unit retiring or going to part-time hours and the other one may be working on because there's a difference in age or they have a project that finishes in 12 months and they want to stay on it. So it's about having access to capital and using things like an offset account. You know, I'm very much pro-offset account because having access to money for strategic considerations is great. There's nothing more frustrating than saying, hey, can we throw 20000 into super before June? Oh, I've paid my house off and I don't have a line of credit available. Oh, so we need to have those things. And again, with time comes the ability to get prepared for this so that if you do need to act quickly, yeah. you can. Now, there's also the question, if you've mentioned a couple of times about things like uh, you've maybe sold an asset, you've maybe sold a house, and you've got a big chunk of cash lying mm. around, you want to put that into your superannuation. Yep. But of course, um, if you're selling that before you've retired, you're still earning income and you're still paying income tax on your salary, and therefore mm-hmm. you might be in a higher tax bracket than you will be after you retire. Yep. When yep. should you sell that asset? Well, again, I guess there's it comes down to the underlying asset, but in relation to what you're talking about, understanding the most tax advantageous time to sell could be when you're taking tax-free money out of super over the age of 60 and you have your entire marginal tax rate to try and soak up some of that capital gain. You also then want to be able to think about pension strategies and using some of the sale proceeds in a year that you do sell the property to look to add to superannuation because another big misconception is that I have to be working to put money into super. You actually don't. And as long as you're under the age of 67, you can put money into superannuation and claim that $25,000 threshold, which is great for people selling assets like investment properties or share portfolios that have a, a capital gain applied to them. Or think about selling assets that may be in a capital loss position to offset the capital gain on other assets. So it's about, again, preparing in a timely manner and making use of the resources that you have available to you. And pieces of legislation that can be advantageous from a tax standpoint. Indeed. I'm with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. This afternoon we're talking about planning your retirement and the things you should be thinking about. So, Luke, what are the key strategy tips when we're planning our retirement? I think the, the, the first one I'd say is, is, is understand the timing of your event. You know, don't do things under duress, don't do things at the last minute and really sort of plan it out so that you've got some comfort around the transition because I can appreciate that it's, it's quite daunting and it's quite scary, and you've gone from accumulating super to turning around and saying, okay, now, how does this give me some money and how does this generally work? Understand that so that when you do finish, you've got some peace of mind around the mechanics of what's going to happen, the timing of 
what's going to happen and the things that you need to do because there are certain declarations that need to be made to be able to access superannuation and one of them is that you make a declaration that you're retiring from the workforce and you do not intend to return or you can cease gainful employment from one employment source over the age of 60 and then access superannuation. So know when you're going to go, maximise your income deductions, consider when to sell assets to manage capital gains tax and remember that you don't have to meet a work test to put money into superannuation under 67 so you can actually reduce or use super contributions or the sale proceeds to limit the tax paid on the sale of of investment properties and things like that use the bring forward rules if this is your last year of full-time employment then make sure you've maximized all of your contribution options from previous years Um, start account-based pensions to make all of your accumulated super tax free i know everybody loves that one Um, and think about using the transition to retirement legislation between now and June to get money out of your existing super to allow you to put it back in to maximise your deductible contributions if you don't have cash lying around at the moment. So they'd be some of the things that, that I'd keep in mind. And just remember that if you do finish working, one, you can keep putting money into super provided you're under certain age limits, and two, you can go back to work and still receive the pension that you commenced on a tax-free basis, even if you do rejoin the workforce on a full-time, part-time contracting or an hourly rate. um, Just remember that you want to use working as a resource Mm. to fund the way that you want to live because it's just as important as saving money. So if you've got all the trouble of retiring and then decided, oh, I don't like it, you can still change your mind? Yeah, look, very much so. And I I say to people regularly, save me $500,000 or get a part-time job and earn $25,000. Which one's easier? And a lot of people look at you for a bit and they go, uh, going back to get $25,000. Well, $500,000 at 5% will give you $25,000. So yeah. look at working as a resource to fund the way that you want to live to maximise the retirement that you've that you've earned. Yeah, and of course, where we started this conversation was you were asking the question, what are you going to do with your time? Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you're retired, you need something to do. So it might, yes, as, well, much, it might as well be something that pays you a few dollars. Well, if you've got the time, I'm yet to meet anybody that needs seven days to do what they can do in five. So if you can earn a few bucks uh, along the way, all the more power to you. Fantastic stuff. (laughs) So, of course, the big question at the end of every show, where do we get more information? Yeah, so 62604749 is the office number. Give us a ring, make a time. I think we've got some spots left in uh, July. Envisionfinancial.com.au. Uh, we've got the Knowledge Centre there. There's a library of technical information if you want to have a look and a read and, and whatnot. Um, there's a raft of calculators in there as well. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker. Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify, so you can listen to that in the car or on the phone. And like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, because we've got all of the key takeouts of, of these sessions and you can watch them on the iPhone. And the nice thing is I'm trying to avoid making people read anything. So you can just watch it and listen. You don't have to read anything, which I think people are becoming more and more accustomed to. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, I believe you're still looking for a new advisor to work with you? Correct. We're still looking for a new advisor. So if you'd like a a bit of a sea change and you think you're you know, looking for something fresh and a little bit exciting, um, we're more than happy to take applications. Fantastic. We'll catch up with you again next Friday. Will do.